I'm Kenna. I'm Coel. Fuck, I messed it up again. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Diagnosing a Killer. <laughs> a mental breakdown. <laughs> Kind of bumping the freaking computer so that it makes noise. <laughs> Boom. Ah. Um, yeah, we're doing another mental breakdown today. I am really excited. I feel like I haven't done one of these in a long time, even though we switch off every week. Yeah. But I does it have anything to do with Andre? No. Okay, I think this is the first time, like, ever in the last like four months that we've ever had this podcast. Uh, that we don't have, like, a correlation between my mental breakdown and your case, mm, or vice versa. Interesting. So, we are going to be doing one that I think that, I don't want to say we've overlooked, but I feel like we haven't talked about. Um, okay. And I feel like it's one of those things that's so common, mm-hmm. and a lot of people have it, okay. but we haven't broken it down. At hmm. least I don't think, and if we have, then I need to fucking re- do more research. Okay. So we're going to be talking today about ADHD versus ADD. Okay, What's I don't the think yeah, we, haven't, we haven't talked about that. Right? I, I have, have ADD. I, so. I have ADD. She actually does. I do. And so do I. <laughs> because I, I figured out while re- researching that I totally have ADD. Anyways, actually, I think I have ADHD if you can't tell by the fucking how fast I talk. So we are going to start by characterizing what ADHD is and then we'll go into what ADD is and we will diagnose them to do it so attention deficit hyperactivity disorder of course uh, commonly referred to as adhd is a condition uh, that is characterized by inattention hyperactivity and impulsivity Mm -hmm. Uh, the condition is one of the most common mental disorders in children but it also affects many adults it's actually estimated that 8.4 percent of children and 2.5 percent of adults have adhd yeah uh, with first symptoms usually being identified in school-age children when it uh, presents itself as being disruptive in the classroom or mm-hmm. problems with schoolwork, um, things like that, and, you know, focusing and things like that. Uh, the disorder is actually more common in males than in females, which mm-hmm. I did not know. I thought that was interesting. ADHD is actually diagnosed as one of three types. So there's three different types of AD- ADHD. There's okay. the inattentive type, there's the hyperactive slash impulsive type, and then there's the combined type. Hmm. So the inattentive type um, criterion, so six of the following symptoms or five for people over 17 occur frequently. These include uh, not paying close attention to details or making careless mistakes in school or jobs, has problems staying focused on tasks such as during lectures, conversations, or long reading, which I have such a problem paying attention during conversations. I feel like I always zone out. Literally, Um, I was just zoning out on your tattoo. And I was thinking like... (laughs) Wow, like, I wonder why Tony, like, did this shadowing just like that, like, right there, but then, like, didn't do it here so much. I don't know. I have a half sleeve of tattoos, and she was staring at them while I was doing my <laughs> podcast. It's okay. While my podcast. My love it. Love it. <laughs> um, hold on. Okay, so continuing on with that list, um, does not follow instructions and does not complete job or school duties or housework, uh, or they may start a task but quickly lose focus. 
Uh, they don't seem to listen when spoken to. That's mm. literally me. Casey gets so mad at me for that. He's like, are you even paying attention? I'm like, yeah. Totally. No what you just said. <laughs> um, still on that list, avoids or dislikes tasks that require sustained mental effort, such as preparing reports or even completing forms. Mm-hmm. Often loses things needed for tasks or daily life, such as school papers, like your books, your keys, maybe your wallet. Is easily distracted and forgets daily tasks, like mm-hmm. forgets to um, schedule, like to schedule an appointment, or forgets to, yeah. you know, do the dishes or whatever it was. I forgot that to take out the to trash do. before we started doing this. There you and go. I <laughs> promised John I would. So that is the inattentive type to be diagnosed with ADHD. Um, you have to have six of the following symptoms occurring frequently, or five if you're over 17 years of age. This is for the hyperactivity. This that was for the inattentive type. Right, that was for inattentive. The next and one. Yeah, is we're gonna go. Yeah, hyperactive, uh, impulsive type. Mm-hmm. Fidgets with or taps hands or feet or squirms in their seat. Not able to stay seated. Uh, runs or climbs where it's inappropriate. Unable to play or do leisure activities quietly, uh, which I thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Always, like, on the go, and it says, as as if driven by a motor. <laughs> Talks too much. Me. Blurts out an answer before a question has been finished. Ew, me. Uh, <laughs> or many actually uh, may finish people's sentences, or they can't, like, can't wait to speak in their conversation. Like, they can't wait till it's their turn to talk. Yeah. So they're listening to respond, not listening to understand. Yeah. Um, has difficulty waiting his or her turn, um, including waiting in line. Mm-hmm. And interrupts or intrudes on others. This includes cutting into conversations, maybe cutting into games or activities, um, or starts using other people's things without permission. Older teens and adults actually may even just take over what others are doing um, instead of letting them do it. I do that all the time, (laughs) but I just feel like that's my, like, control issue. Well, it might be ADHD. (laughs) (laughs) And then three, uh, the combined type. So again, five or six or more of the previous symptoms combined in either children or adults, what I just went through. So I it's feel like that's so many things that I feel like it's pretty easy to have. It a seems lot of really those. general. Yeah, yeah, it does. But some of them seem really specific. You know, mm-hmm. when I was reading, it, I was like, "Oh my gosh, it's me!" <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. But I feel like everyone can kind of relate yeah. to that. I guess that's why it's such a common Again, disorder. You know, we say that all the time. If you have a brain, you're capable of it, right? Exactly. Now, as far as diagnosing ADHD, there's actually currently no lab test to see if somebody has ADHD. Mm-hmm. And a diagnosis involves gathering information from parents, teachers, any others that come in contact frequently with the patient is helpful. Um, they also fill out checklists, uh, having a medical evaluation, including vision and hearing. And then, of course, ruling out other medical problems is also part of diagnosing ADHD. Now, scientists actually haven't yet determined a specific cause of ADHD, but there is evidence that suggests genetics may contribute to the development of ADHD. Hmm. For example, uh, to back up that statistic, three out of four children with ADHD have a relative that also has the disorder. Ma had ADD. Really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Um, other factors are suspected to contribute to the development of ADHD include being born prematurely, brain injury, and or the mother smoking, using alcohol, or even being under extreme stress while pregnant. Even, I mean, I feel like everyone that's pregnant is under extreme stress. Yeah. I'd be under fucking extreme stress if I had a child growing in me. <laughs> as far as treatment goes, behavioral therapy and medication can help improve the symptoms, and studies have found that a combination of both actually works best for most people especially those with moderate to severe ADHD. Behavioral therapy for a patient with ADHD includes helping the patient learn how to control their behavior and also guiding parents and teachers on how to provide positive feedback for desired behaviors and consequences for negative ones. Hmm. So it kind of like structures um, the child or adults with ADHD also may benefit from psychotherapy rather than behavioral and gain help that improves structure and organization for their daily lives. So 
the biggest thing that they're kind of drilling in is like routine, routine, routine. Like that's really helpful um, for ADHD. The types of medication that can be used, there's actually two main types um, to treat ADHD. There's stimulants and Mm non-stimulants. Stimulant medications include, I'm going to butcher these names, um, methylphenidate and amphetamines. But as with all medications, of course, children taking these must be carefully monitored by their parents and their uh, PCP. There's also two non-stimulant medications that have been shown to uh, be effective in treating ADHD symptoms. And those are um, adamoxetine and guanfacine, I think it's called, guanfacine. Um, And those are um, either for patients that are not seeming to be helped by the stimulants or if a a non-stimulant is simply preferred by Mm. the patient. As far as parenting goes, uh, I just wanted to pepper this in there. If you're a parent of a child that has been diagnosed with ADHD, it's helpful to know that your child will be likely would likely benefit with structure, routines, and clear expectations, like I said earlier. So this just includes making sure that instructions are understood after you give them, um, focusing on your child when talking to them rather than multitasking and talking to them, hmm. kind of like modeling good behavior. That's interesting. Supervising the child more often than their peers. Uh, they do need more supervision most of the time in most cases. Uh, maintaining good communication with their teachers and any other adult that they frequently come in contact with. And then, of course, modeling calm behavior and focusing on effort and rewarding good behavior. Mm-hmm. So that's ADHD. Mm-hmm. Here's the kicker. Yeah. ADD is not accurate anymore. Wow. It falls under the umbrella of ADHD. So they're not separate things anymore. See, I always wondered about that, too, because I was like, okay, what's the difference? Because I had a, a friend in elementary school who was diagnosed with ADHD and they just seemed, like, off the wall, crazy all the time, could not sit still. And I was like, I have the same thing because it didn't ever really register to me because they just seemed so nuts all the time. You came to the right place. And <laughs> But I feel like in my adult years, I feel like I do have more manic episodes mm-hmm. or more, like, extra energy and, like, things like that. Sans coffee. I will explain. Yay! Here's the difference, and that's why this is why that happens. Teach me something. (laughs) So, attention deficit disorder, commonly referred to as ADD, is used to describe a neurological condition with symptoms of inattention, distractibility, and poor working memory. Mm. ADD symptoms in adults include trouble focusing on schoolwork or job work, obviously, habitually forgetting appointments, easily losing track of time, and struggling with executive functions. Patients with these symptoms may have what clinicians now call predominantly inattentive type attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Whoa. So they've created a subtype of ADHD. So I told you there was three types. It's a subtype. So the main difference, ADD is actually an outdated term and no longer a medical diagnosis, though it's often still used to refer to a certain subset of symptoms that fall under the umbrella term of ADHD. Mm. The symptom differences... People with ADD often lack the hyperactivity component of the disorder and are usually considered a daydreamer or appear to be uninterested and disorganized. That's me. So, <laughs> yes, me as well. I think I have ADHD, though I really do, yeah. um, just based on... And I talked to Casey about that, honestly, recently. I was like, I need to get hyperactivity. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but I know I'm, I kind of, like, went through that really quickly, but, yeah. So I was always under the impression that ADHD and ADD were two completely different things, and yeah. they sounded similar. Maybe they had similar symptoms, but now ADD is no longer a term. It's an outdated term, and it just uh, falls under the category, uh, the umbrella category of ADHD. Yeah. So, what do you think I did next? <laughs> did you look up celebrities? I did. Yay! <laughs> we're back celebrities. to the celebrities. <laughs> so, I went ahead and I looked up celebrities that have been diagnosed with ADHD or ADD. 
And the first on our list is Simone Biles, Aww. the famous gymnast, if you don't know. She won an outstanding 19 world champion in Olympic gold medals. And mm-hmm. she actually, I didn't know this, she was actually part of the Larry Nasser case and she wow. came forward with allegations. <gasps> I, I did not know that. know that. Wow, good for um, her. So apparently hackers had leaked confidential information. Uh, they had gotten into medical records of hers and uh, they leaked information about her use of prescription drugs. Well, of course, when that came out, she was like, well, I have to make a statement about this, you Mm -hmm. know? So according to ESPN, she said, quote, I have ADHD and have taken medication for it since I was a child. Having ADHD and taking medication for it is nothing to be ashamed of. Nothing that I'm afraid to let people know. Good for her. I know, right? She seems like such a strong person. Yeah. And she got, uh, she got applauds for normalizing the condition. Yeah. Uh, number two on my list is Dave Grohl. Aww. So he, my son loves Dave Grohl. <laughs> if you don't know who that is, he was the uh, food, Foo Fighters frontman, and he was a, a former drummer for Nirvana. Yes. He actually released a YouTube video in 2020, July of 2020, called In Defense of Our Teachers. And he actually um, revealed his childhood diagnosis of ADHD as a way of explaining his poor academic performance and actually dropping out of high school early. Wow. Um, he, so he's quoted as saying, I hate to break it to you, but I was a terrible student. It was no fault of the Fairfax public school system, mind you. I, it did the best it could. I was just stubbornly disengaged, impeded by a raging case of ADD and an insatiable desire to play music. Far from being a model student, I did my best to maintain focus, but eventually left school halfway through 11th grade to become a professional touring musician. Not advised. (laughs) I left behind countless missed opportunities. So I did say... Uh, he is earlier, I said attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. And then in the quote, it says ADD, but we just talked about the fact mm-hmm. that they are subsets of each other. Right. ADD is a subset. I just want to be clear because it sounded like I was wrong. <laughs> um, three on the list is Justin Timberlake. Aww, um, he actually is diagnosed with OCD and ADHD. And he was noted as um, not publicly speaking about his condition, but he did once have an interview with Collider.com. Saying, quote, I have OCD mixed with ADD. You try living with that. Ooh. <laughs> it's like, Justin. <laughs> Justin. <laughs> um, Adam Levine is on here as well. I freaking love him. I don't I don't care for Adam Levine. You don't like him? No. <sighs> Although every single time I hear uh, whatever that Maroon 5, the stand, standing in the rain. What is it? Oh. Uh, it reminds me of Kelly. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's me with Kelly. So if you don't know who Adam Levine is, he's the lead singer of Maroon 5. Um, he was diagnosed early and was able to manage his ADHD as a child. However, in adulthood, his symptoms became incapacitating at some times. Um, he said that when recording music became difficult, he knew it was time to get help. And now he's very vocal about having ADHD and keeps constantly reminding fans that they're not alone in the struggle. Yeah. Which is really cool. What works for me is, like, when I'm studying and stuff, I literally try to do 15-minute increments. Then I'll remind myself, be like, oh, what time is it? Oh, okay, it's been 15, 20 minutes. And even if I don't feel like I need to take a break, I take a break. Yeah. And I watch a YouTube video or I listen to some music or something in between or I read an article or something. Something that doesn't pertain to what I'm thinking about or having to think about. Uh And then when I go back, then I still, like, it's like I'm refreshed again. Yeah. So I think I'm the same way, but I find myself doing, like, when I was in college doing, like, you know, studies sessions or when I research the cases and stuff, I find myself doing, like, an hour and then I'll stop for, like, a couple hours and then I'll come back. Mm -hmm. Um, the The good thing about my job is that it's constantly changing. Like, I get phone calls and every time I get a phone call, something new is happening. Something you know, so it's yeah. really engaging. Um, Channing Tatum is on here as well. 
He's spoken openly before about his difficult past, and now he confides in his learning challenges, including ADHD, dyslexia, and he's taking medication currently. Hmm. Um, In an interview with New York Times, he told the magazine, quote, You get lumped in a class with kids with autism and Down syndrome, and you look around and say, okay, so this is where I'm at. Or you get put in the typical classes and you say, all right, I'm obviously not like these kids either. So you're kind of nowhere. You're just different. Hmm. And that's a direct quote from Channing Tatum. You know, what's really interesting about the school system now is that they try to do it on a kid to kid basis now. Mm -hmm. So like, say you have, you know, your child has advanced autism or is high functioning, I guess what they would consider high functioning. Mm -hmm. Um, They don't use terms like that either anymore, which I didn't know, but a kid that's able to participate in regular courses, but they just keep an extra eye out. Yeah. And so that's that's something that was, like, totally different than when I was in elementary school yeah. because it was, like, you were special needs or you weren't. It's like you're secluded, honestly, from, like, the general public or mm. you're not, you know? Like, yeah, and, and you would I would see kids that didn't have, like, an obvious physical disability and uh-huh. I'd be like, I wonder what they're in there for, you know? Yeah, exactly. But it's things like autism or a- severe ADHD and things like that that... You know, yeah. but it's just interesting. So I I do want to say that I appreciate what he said. Yeah. However, yeah, school systems now, at least we're privileged enough to live in a school system area that they do that. Yeah, absolutely. So it's um, more inclusive, definitely. Yeah. Um, Emma Watson is also on here. And I said, I said Emma Watson. Like, I, I like, yeah. immediately got Emma Watson. <laughs> well, that's how you say her name. That was so <laughs> involuntary. It just happened. <laughs> oh, it's embarrassing. Emma Watson. So, although she's never had a, um, you know, face-to-face interview about her condition, uh, sources do say that she's been medicated for ADHD since she was a child. Michael Phelps is on here as well. Oh, Michael Phelps. Yeah. yeah. Didn't he just start doing an, uh, a depression campaign, too? I yeah, he did, he's right? a really big mental health he's advocate. He super is, yeah. and I love it. He was actually diagnosed with ADHD at age nine, mm. um, and according to his mother, swimming helped him manage his symptoms from a young age by keeping him focused and disciplined. Mm. Uh, Will I Am is on here as well. Cute. Yeah, he stated that his music serves as his ADHD therapy and helps bring him control to his thoughts when keeping his mind focused. Anyway, so that was just a couple celebrities. I always like to do that because we always like to say, yeah, you know, it's not far fetched to think <laughs> that everyone can, t- you know, if you have a brain, yeah, you're susceptible. We always say that, not to say mm-hmm. that everyone will get a mental dis- disorder right. or diagnosis, but-, but again, that's what we say is like it's easy to be able to like see yourself in that position. Yeah, like you said, because we all have brains, our brains are all capable of doing this and that's how it manifests is, yeah. you know yeah absolutely i think it's really um common to be empathetic to a lot of mental disorders but it's very easy to be sympathetic as well yeah. even if you don't have those struggles yourself or you're not diagnosed with those things mm-hmm. everyone can kind of relate so i think yeah. that's that's and again i feel like we keep getting new listeners every day and i know that maybe you didn't start from the beginning but yeah that's one of the biggest reasons why we're doing this is mental health advocacy mental illness advocacy like we really want to normalize conversations like these and you know don't be afraid to you know talk about it and talk about it with your friends and i know some people don't have the means to go get a evaluation or you know the wait list is so long or whatever it is but you know sometimes just talking to somebody about it can really just be therapeutic in and itself so yeah absolutely yeah anyways thanks for joining us thanks, we'll guys. be back with part two of so andre soon. yes uh, pretty soon andre chikatilo <laughs> love y'all love you bye, bye.